another episode of Discreed Error, the podcast where every week we dive into the fascinating and extensive library of the greatest selling video game console of all time, the PlayStation 2. I'm Derek Kicker. I'm Ian Golding. And this week we are cutting off ears in the adaptation, the video game adaptation. Some might call it a reimagining. Oh. Of the breakout hit from Quentin Tarantino, Reservoir Dogs. And all this is for Blockbuster Month. Blockbuster month. Blockbuster month. So, Reservoir Dogs. Oh boy. Reservoir Dogs. Yes, sir. So, I was obviously a small child when this movie came out. Yes. Did you? Was it a big deal for you as the elder statesman of the podcast? It's interesting. I I'm, I remember like seeing it on video at the time. It was video, no DVD yet, and like it was one of those movies that like. I, it was my freshman year of college, and like everyone seemed to see it over like Thanksgiving or Christmas break. It was just like one of those things that everyone came back and had seen it. It was very strange. It was just like it just hit. Maybe it had been released then. I don't know. But and I don't even remember why I like sought it out to watch it. But suddenly it was like the big thing was this movie that everyone fucking loved. Yeah, the movie came out on October 9th, nineteen ninety two. Yeah. I was three years old. Sure. So you weren't, your parents didn't take you to see it? No. 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 Interesting. Not. Interesting. Yeah. It it actually uh, it premiered at Sundance on January twenty first, nineteen ninety two, which I was still two at that point. And you were only two. Yeah. So of course they didn't fly me out for that. That's a shame. That's a shame. It is yeah. a shame. That's yeah, a crime. Yeah, I'm mean, fucking lit the world on fire, and then that was like. I don't know, was it only a year or two before uh, fucking Pulp Fiction? I think so. I think Pulp yeah. Fiction's 94. Okay. Yeah, two years. Yeah. But, so yeah. what's your favorite Tarantino movie? Fuck. I don't... I don't know. Maybe... Fuck, man. I really like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think that might good. be it. Uh, I even like, fuck, I like Django Unchained a fuck ton. Um, I even like Hateful Eight. I like Inglorious Bastards. But I think favorite... I have a spite, I think I have a spicy take for this. Let's, is it, go on. I'm fairly confident it's close. It's between Pulp Fiction, but I think that slightly edges it out is Jackie Brown. Yeah, I feel like I need to see Jackie Brown again, because I only saw it once in the theater, like, the week it came out. And I haven't seen it since. I remember not loving it, but now I'm thinking like maybe I'd give it enough of a chance. It whips. Yeah. It yeah, slaps. I gotta watch it again. I gotta watch it again. I know. I need to watch Pulp Fiction again. I think I've seen Pulp Fiction really. I've watched. I've seen Inglorious recently. I've seen Hateful Eight broken into TV episodes or whatever recently um, on Netflix. And I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood pretty recently, but. Yeah. Well, I guess better, better question here, right? What's your, what's the worst Tarantino movie? Kill Bill Volume 2. Exactly. Yeah. 
Like I feel like it's not even particularly close. No, and part one is pretty good. Yeah. It's just part two is just, it feels like nothing fucking happens till the last scene. It's like all yeah. the awesome shit is in the first one, and then you're just like, she's just wandering around Mexico, and then there's, she, she does the secret punch move and kills him, and then... Like, I like, I like Death Proof significantly more than I like Kill Bill. Bolt. I don't mind Death Proof at all. I actually like yeah. Death Proof, just for Kurt Russell. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like... I feel like it's Tarantino's... I feel like Kill Bill Volume 2 is Tarantino's Life Aquatic. Yeah, okay. Where it's like, it's like overly self-indulgent. It's like his worst, his, his worst like excess, like just nobody told him no on anything in that movie. That's what it feels like, especially just splitting the movie into two. Like it feels like it could have been one movie. Yeah. Like he counts, can... he counts it as one. He counts part one and two as one movie. Oh, he does. I always wondered about that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So when he says the final, he's going to do 10 movies. So he's technically 11 releases, but it's only 10 movies. Correct. Yeah. He counts Kill Bill as one, one thing. Um, hmm. I saw, I saw the double feature of Grindhouse. I love Grindhouse, which was sick. That was a great yeah. experience. Of course. Uh, I also saw the, uh, Oh my god, what do they call it? The roadshow version of Hateful Eight on Christmas Day at oh the Cinerama Dome. Oh my. That's a long fucking time, isn't it? Yeah. That's the one split up, like with split up, right? Uh there's an intermission halfway through. Oh my god. Oh but there's god. also an overture at the beginning. So there's like a 15 minute musical overture Ridiculous. in the beginning. And there's like a program. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Of course. I like yeah. I like Hateful Eight. A lot of people don't. I love it. I love it. I get yeah, into it. I, I remember. Uh, God, we're we're just not even talking about the video game, but that's fine. We'll get to it. We'll get there. Uh, I remember going to see a movie at the Egyptian. Okay. And for those of you who don't know, the Egyptian's a very famous theater on Hollywood Boulevard, and they were shooting the Brad Pitt driving down Hollywood Boulevard scenes. I feel like right there. Everyone has a story about he, who lives in LA about seeing that fucking movie being shot. They shot yeah. fucking everywhere and all the time. Yeah. 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 It's very funny because I was going there to see Friday the 13th 3 in 3D. Okay. All right. On, an, on, a, on an authentic silver screen. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. <laughs> but none of that has anything to do with Reservoir Dogs, the video game. game was released in Europe first, weirdly enough. Very weirdly. Uh, but released in North America on October 24th, 2006. So 14 years after the movie came out. Yeah. People Weird. were just clamoring. You know oh. what? I feel... I remember around this time, they had... I think the DVD had been re-released. Okay. Yeah, so that's about right. Yeah. I have like a steelbook Mondo version of Look the movie that wow. I'm pretty sure came out in 2006. Yeah. And then I have like a version that's like in a gas can and the case inside the gas can is like a matchbook oh that God. I also think came out at that time. I was obsessed. I worked at Rubio's. 
Mm-hmm. And the Rubio's was in the same parking lot as a Blockbuster. Okay. So I would just go to Blockbuster and buy like previously owned DVDs. I had so right. many DVDs. It was insane. Of course. Oh my God. Yeah. Can't, can't believe it. But this game was published by IDOS. Bizarre. But developed by Volatile Games. Yeah. Volatile Games is a subsidiary, was a subsidiary of Blitz Games Studios. Okay. And Volatile Games did their mature rated games. Okay. So they were like, uh, okay, so they were like the uh, the Nissan to Infinity. But for, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For adults. But for games with swear words and violence. Yeah, right. And titties. They did... <laughs> They did like the SpongeBob SquarePants Underpants Slam. Oh boy. Yeah. And uh-huh. the, some other they did a big the biggest loser game. The fuck kind of game would that be even? Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. Except for the Wii. Uh obviously this company uh wasn't doing super good. They are defunct as of September 12, 2013. Mm, well, they hung on seven years after this somehow. I mean, they were around for thirty-three years. They were started yeah. in nineteen ninety. Wow! Wow! Yeah. They started as Dizzy Enterprises Limited, then Interactive Studios, then Blitz Games Limited, then Blitz Games Studios Limited. It's weird. It's always limited. Weird. But other than that, there is shockingly little. In terms of information on the development of this game. I'm not actually that shocked. It seems like it wasn't done with a lot of fanfare or record keeping. Yeah. And I don't remember this game ever coming out. It was released on Windows and Xbox as well. Okay. I mean, I've never, I never knew when you said we're playing this. I was like, I have no idea that this existed at all. And I'll say the weird thing about this game and I don't, this game does something very special that I don't think a lot of movie games do. Which is? Follow the plot of the movie. Like to almost a T. Exa- yeah, yeah, like almost exactly. Yes. And it does it in a way that makes sense because basically the whole game takes place uh, as largely the time in between the robbery at the beginning of the movie and the warehouse stuff where the bulk of the movie takes place. Right. So it's a part that's not actually in the movie, so it kind of fills in like a gap, right? Because we only see it in little vignettes in the movie. Right. Just the real small little things, right? Exactly. Yeah, because the movie was so low budget. It. <laughs> yeah, so I guess with that said, let's get into the plot. Sure. Try out the guns, knock yourself out. I gotta take a piss. So, the plot, there's eight criminals. Mr. Blonde, Mr. White, Mr. Pink, Mr. Orange, Mr. Blue, and Mr brown and they're planning a heist for joe and his son eddie nice guy same, eddie sa- yeah nice guy eddie. As soon, as same as same as the movie and, but and they then, don't know that one of them <laughs> is, is a copper undercover copper mr orange in the movie played by tim roth mm-hmm. in the game not not at all in fact, the Let's only talk person, about this. Yes. The, the only person we have to talk about to this. reprise their role, because of course, 
And let, let's just go through uh, who's in the movie. Right. Of course, Mr. Brown is played by Quentin Tarantino himself. Probably, I will say, he's never been a good actor, but this is his worst role. He stands out as a bad actor in this movie. Yeah, he's very also very bad in Pulp Fiction. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's worse, yeah. maybe. Maybe he's worse, yeah. Uh, Steve Buscemi as Mr. Pink. Harvey I, Keitel as Mr. White. Famously. Maybe career making for Steve Buscemi, right? Possibly. Yeah. yeah, I think it might be. I think this and Con Air. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. doing it. Yeah. Um, Tim Roth as Mr. Orange. Edward Bunker mm-hmm. as uh, Mr. Blue. And let me see. Uh, Lawrence Tierney as Joe. And famously, Chris Penn. Sean Penn's brother, mm-hmm. uh, as nice guy Eddie, and Michael Madsen <laughs> as Vic Vega, I guess canonically related to Vincent, Vincent Vega from Pulp, from Pulp yeah. Fiction, Miss, aka Mr. Blonde, and the only person <laughs> to reprise his role for the game. <laughs> now, I, in my head... This was a prank by the rest of the cast. One hundred percent. Like they told him, "Oh yeah, we're all in." We'll be and there. And then he went and recorded his shit. And then the game comes out, and he's the only one. And he's like, "I look like a fucking it. asshole." I just picture him showing up, uh, you know, recording day, and being like, "So, uh, how was Harvey?" And like, uh, "Who? <laughs> oh, are you Harvey Keitel? We, Mr. Uh, whatever he played, Mr. White." He's, uh, oh yeah, he's he's great. He's great. Yeah, we love Harvey Keitel. Yeah, weird, yeah. weird. Yeah, he no. Shows I, his dong in Bad Lieutenant. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, and it's just so obvious that he's the only one. Like, it's yeah, his voice is very distinct. It's hilarious the second it's you hear his voice. So funny that he's the yep. only person that yep. came back. Yep. And, he, and he's basically. It's weird that they even needed him to come back. Because he's basically just doing lines from the movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously I don't think you can just pull lines from the movie, but like, also like he's far far worse at the lines in this, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> you're doing a bad imitation of yourself. Yeah, it's odd. Very. Also, odd. Uh, something that has to be talked about. Uh, I mean, here the the plot the plot is the plot. It's the same yes. as the movie. Yes. The only difference is like the endings where you can kind of you know make it out. You get to see what happened to Mister Pink. Yeah. Yeah. That's ba- that's basically it. Yeah. They don't even. It's funny because they they clearly tried very hard to make Mister Orange look like Tim Roth. Yeah. But they didn't even bother with at literally anyone else. Uh, including kind of Michael Madsen. (laughs) Right, which is even more bizarre that they got him, because he doesn't look anything fucking like him. Uh, One thing that's really weird about this game is the cutscenes. Yes. The cutscenes in this game are super odd. They're all in-game, no FMV kind of stuff. Nope. And they're kind of, like, long for no reason. Yes, they are. And like so, the famous scene, the most famous scene from Reservoir Dogs, where Mister uh, White is cutting off the ear of a police officer. Yeah, they j- they just kind of like without the actual cut, they kind of just put the scene of the movie. Yeah, but por- poorly digitized, like poorly put yeah. together. 
It's super weird for no reason. Like it's, and it's long and it's like, what? Yeah. And it's like, they even do like the weird pan that he did with the camera when the ear cuts off. But like, okay, you're you're doing a tribute, but like, why? There's some weird cuts in it too. Yeah. They're very weird. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. But, uh, yeah, let's get let's get into the gameplay a little bit. Sure. I ain't taking you on this caper unless you can prove to me that you can handle yourself in unexpected circumstances. Okay, kid. Now look, you're on your own on this one. You need to get from here to over there, and we're gonna try and stop you. You need to stay low, crouch down if necessary. It'll make you a smaller target. If you're so inclined, you can try out some of that commando shit. So this game. <sighs> I feel like Grand Theft Auto really fucking ruined everyone's brains. Yes. Because, like, 60% of games that came out after Grand Theft Auto 3 mm. are basically just reskins of Grand Theft Auto, but worse. I, I'm going to say you, you've got your dish of Grand Theft Auto... But then the chef of Blitz Games or Vicious Games, whatever they call, came in and they had a little salt shaker that said, uh, what's it called? Hitman. And they yeah, just sprinkled enough in there so that it was like, but it's also a little Hitman in there. People like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's odd. So there's, there's the third person shooting, mm-hmm. which you can get through this game entirely without firing a single shot. Yes. You you can do that. Easily. There's a weird mechanic where you can hold people hostage. Yeah, that's the hitman. And then you can beat them with your gun and the cops are like, Oh shit, he means business. And drop their guns. You can like yeah, they drop their guns and you can force them to like kneel and like put up against a wall and it's super weird. And then there's driving sections. The driving sections are not satisfying or fun. At all. It's a slog. And and one difference we should point and out: shooting is very difficult. Very difficult. I have very poor aiming mechanics. One difference is when we say Grand Theft Auto, like there isn't the seamless walking to car. They're different. Like you can never get into a car and start driving from shooting, unlike Grand Theft Auto. Right? It's just Correct. like there's just sections. Like this is a driving section. It's like they're two different games. This game is virtually on rails. Oh, it's full of, for sure, 100% on rails. Yeah. There's not a lot of, like, extra stuff you can do, with the exception of, like, the end scenario. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, there's a couple, because this game has m- m- multiple endings. Three. It's got three endings. I guess there's four. Oh, wow, okay. Wow, it's new so, to me. So, yeah, I, I believe there is a fourth, like, hidden ending. I saw something about it on a long play. Not that it matters. Not that it's that much different. But there's a psycho ending where you get in a shootout with police and you die. Mm -hmm. And there's a neutral ending where you try escaping and you get arrested. And then there's a professional ending where you hide under a car and then you steal a car, but you don't get the diamonds and you leave. Uh, I think there is a way to escape with the diamonds. That's the fourth. Okay. But none of none of it matters. None of it's that interesting. <laughs> none of those endings are like satisfying. You don't like. It's not like you played. This is all for Mr. Pink. When you say get you get away with. Yes. Like it's not like you played the whole game as Mr. Pink, so you're like connected to the character. 
These are just three different cutscenes you can watch. And yes, it's 2006. We're before YouTube. So like you couldn't just watch them. But these are now just like, I'll just watch. I don't care. I don't care yeah. how this game ends. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's super odd. A lot of yeah. odd choices in this game. And it doesn't look great. No. But I will say this. It sounds great. Yeah, no, absolutely. The soundtrack is, uh, it features the full soundtrack from the movie, a.k.a. K-Billy's Super Sounds of the 70s. Yeah, with uh, comedian Stephen Wright as the uh, as the DJ. I knew him. That was like when I saw the movie, that was like the first thing. I was like, I know that guy. I used to love his fucking stand-up as a child. <laughs> uh, yeah, that radio station plays when you're driving, and all your favorite tracks from the movie are in there which is why this game was nominated in the third british academy game awards for best soundtrack which is it's that's cheating a, apparently a real thing that's cheating though it just used the soundtrack from the movies and like they curated these songs yeah that's very yeah. funny yeah uh so i'm looking right now because this this had me super interested in who <laughs> in who did the voices for this we have character. to talk about the mr white actor and what he did with the harvey keitel uh character <laughs> he does the most goomba hey uh, forget about it oh like yeah like he doesn't say Marone, but he fucking might as well me and orange jumped in the car in brown florida after that i don't know what went down and when you look up that actor you're gonna recognize him like I feel like he might be the guy in Scrooge who says, hey, you can hardly see them nipples. Like, I feel like he might be that guy. But he's in, yeah. So, the actor who voices Mr. White is Jack McGee. Okay. Now, you may be wondering, who the fuck is Jack McGee? Because you obviously haven't watched the FX series rescue me. rescue me yes he plays chief jerry riley but he's also in an absurd amount of movies he's a that uh, guy yeah famously uh the lethal weapon franchise he plays mickey mcgee no idea who that is in lethal weapon in lethal weapon 2 and lethal weapon 3 okay um let's see what else he isn't scrooged carpenter yeah, so he is. You can hardly see the nipples, guys. Because it's a carpenter. Yeah. He said, "Holy shit, what a pull!" Okay, <laughs> so good call. Yeah, and he's still fucking doing it. In fact, he was in an episode of "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, so he's still. He going. was in. He was in the making a murderer episode. <gasps> oh, he's the God, lieutenant Lance Gerard. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Which okay, is yeah. such a good episode. Uh, and he's still doing. He's in NCIS playing a different character than he played on NCIS 10 years ago. <laughs> sure, why not? Which Get him back. Fun. Yeah, he's yeah. on he's on 911. That fucking the show. The Ryan Murphy never, show. Never yeah. seen it, but it looks fucking ridiculous. Oh yeah. He's like a guy like I feel like there's a good reason he's had long, this long of a and a storied, I guess, of a career which is like he's just like an he's a white guy. He's just a certain type of like blue collar white guy. He's he is ne- a he is a Kirkland signature Brian Dennehy. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Exactly right. Like he is just nondescript. You don't want this guy to pull fucking 
pull attention away from Adam Driver when Adam Driver's at the fucking DMV scene. He can just deliver his lines. He doesn't pop at all. He's just a guy, right? Yeah. But boy did, he, boy, did he try to pop his fucking Mr. White. Hell yeah, he did. You know who else tried to pop in this game? Was Scott Menville, who portrayed Mr. Orange. Okay. And he's he's a legit voice actor. Okay. He's done a couple movies too. Okay. He did a he did a voiceover for the Time Traveler's wife. Sure. He was also in uh pod favorite Ernest Goes to Camp. Ooh boy. Yeah. Uh he's also in an episode of 911. That's like and ah! everyone. It's going to be the new, you know, that Kevin Bacon yeah. game. It's going to be like he did an episode of Workaholics. Okay. He did an episode of ER. Sure. A voiceover, though. You go into his voiceover, and then it's just fucking... Since 1985, man's been working. He's a worker. He uh, actually played a Koopa General in the recent Super Mario Bros. movie. Oh, neat. Okay. Koopa General. Yeah. Koopa General Koopa, number seven. Koopa General. Yeah, yeah. He's done a ton of TV voiceover stuff. But other than that, uh, you know... Very respectable. Sure. And then there's Michael Konakakia. Okay. Who uh, plays nice guy Eddie in this game. Oof. Yeah. And he's also been in an episode of ER. (laughs) (laughs) Or about 911. No, no 911. But he was in an episode of Hannah Montana. Oh, boy. Yeah. And Six Feet Under. So there you go. Okay. Uh, he's done a couple other video games too. He did Driver Parallel Lines. Hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> he did sure. L.A. Noir. He has, plays a character in L.A. Noir. Uh, he also plays a Joker and a Penguin thug in Batman Arkham Origins. Ooh, Origins, worst one. Yeah, not good. Uh, he he's plays someone, but it doesn't say who in Arkham Knight. <laughs> Probably just reused one of the voice lines they had yeah. from Origins. Although and then Mr. Blue is Carrie Payton, who okay. is Ezekiel on The Walking Dead. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, the guy oh. with the with the tiger or something, whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's a cool. I kind of like that choice on casting. I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's also done a lot of voiceover thing. He is the Penguin King in the Super Mario Bros. movie. Oh, shit. Like, probably like a little reunion there. All we needed was Madsen and fucking uh, yeah. Joe Maccabee or whatever his name yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. He's also, uh, he's he's actually done a fuck ton of video games. Okay. Uh, he did Deus Ex, the original, in 2000. Yeah. Siphon Filter, the Omega Strain. X-Men Legends 2, Rise of Apocalypse, Tony Hawk's oh, wow. American Wasteland, okay. Teen Titans, God of War 2. Oh, wow. Spider-Man Friend or Foe, Metal Gear Solid, Guns of the Patriots. Oh, shit. Yeah, Re- Resistance 2, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, uh, Killzone 3, StarCraft 2, oh. Oh, wow. uh, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walkers. Shit, reprising. Yeah, Aliens, Colonial Marines, God of War Ascension, Injustice, he plays Cyborg and Doomsday. <laughs> uh, Batman Arkham, Batman Arkham Origins, he's Killer Croc and Warden Joseph. Okay. 
And in Batman Arkham Knight, he's Azrael. Yeah, I can hear that. He, yeah, I can yeah. hear this Azrael. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he was also Wasabi No Ginger <laughs> in Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> oh, shit. And uh, those are the only voice actors in this game with a Wikipedia page. So everyone else just whatevered. Now, we've kind of shit on this game a little bit. Yeah. We've kind of shit on it a little bit. Let's see if the critics also shit on it, or if we're just, we just have bad taste in video games. Mm, I have a feeling it's not us. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy? Or are you going to bite? So, would you be shocked to find out that this game received mixed reviews on all platforms, I would according not. to Metacritic? I would not be shocked. <laughs> Every version of this game got a 50 out of 100 on Metacritic. Wow. Okay. That's probably about right. But this is a, there's a funny wrinkle in this, too. The game has been refused classification in Germany and Australia, essentially hmm. banning the game from sale in both countries. Is it because of the ear thing and the mutilation? I guess so. Okay. The Australia Classification Board found it cannot be accommodated at the MA15 Plus classification, and as such, the game has been made unavailable for sale or hire or would not be demonstrated in Australia. Now, this is a country where, like, you uh, are almost positively going to get sun can skin cancer. Yeah, spiders are going to kill you. Spiders are going to kill you. Snakes, snakes in the toilet or whatever they call the... Snake, snakes in the in the poop o in the poopy in the poopy the poop water hole the, the pooparoo, yeah. whatever the fuck they call it. Uh, but they cannot do like just very low poly violence. That no. is, it's too that's much. a big. That's gonna be a big nar from them. <laughs> gonna be a big old nar. Big old nar. Oh, let's actually rewind too. Germany. Germany? You gonna talk Germany. to me about violence? Germany? Yeah, that's even weirder than Australia because there's some shit out there on. I mean, I'm there. Uh, I'll do after 1948, like even <laughs> after that. There's yeah. some fucking shit in Germany. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know if I don't know if Germany is really a country to be taking a hard stance on violence. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, uh, but okay. Eurogamer gave it a six out of ten. Game okay. Informer gave it a 5.75 out of 10. Sure. GameSpot gave it a 4.6 out of 10. GameSpy, two stars out of five. Game Trailers, seven out of 10. That seems high. Seven? IGN, yeah. IGN UK gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Get the fuck out of here. IGN US gave it a three out of 10, proving once again, if you couldn't tell from, the what, they, from what they eat for breakfast, uh. the British have terrible fucking taste. I know. Holy shit. 7.5 out of 10. Get the fuck out of here. 7.5 out of 10. Uh, PlayStation Magazine gave it a 3 out of 10. And The Times. Hmm. The British, again, the British Times. Daily National Newspaper, The Times. Yeah. Gave it a 4 out of 5 stars. What the fuck? 80%. That's an 80%. That is fucking bonkers. Yeah. No wonder they eat fucking hog slop. And, they have beans. St and, st and still have a king. They it's eat beans for breakfast. That's the kind of people we're talking about. Disgusting. Vile. Dis yeah, no wonder their empire ended. Yeah, no shit. Good oh, my God. God. Dear 
Fucking Christ. Touch grass. Holy yeah. shit. Wow. 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 The Brits really need to pull it the fuck together. They do. They do. They need no to. No wonder it. the queen died. She probably died of disappointment. She probably died fucking when she heard those scores. Fucking yeah. Four and a half, four and a half or four yeah, out she of finally, five. Yeah, she finally caught up to playing Reservoir Dogs yeah, it was in on her PlayStation fucking... 2. And she was like, oi, this is shit. It is four I out wonder, of five. I wonder what the rest of me country thinks about it. Oh, boy. Oh, oh fucking no. boy. Oh, fucking boy, dude. Holy shit. Yeah. Because this uh, this game is a big old corgi turd. It's a huge corgi turd. Huge corgi turd. <laughs> huge. Wow. Wow. Oh, God. Well, what would you rank this game, man? Fuck, man. This game is bad. Like, everything about it is like, it's not even like, oh, they cashed in because it's like fucking 15 years later. Ah, I'm going to give Reservoir Dogs three out of ten. Toby Chu. Toby Chu. That's from the opening scene there with the, yeah. the diner. Yeah, that's pretty good, right? Yeah, no. Toby Chu's. Three out of ten. Yeah. This game blows. Three out of ten like a virgin conversations. Like, there you go. A snappy dialogue, pop yeah. culture references. It just blows. It's just not fun. You, you, what this game is, you can get from other better games. A million other better games. It's just real bad. Yeah, I think we've brought this game up before, too. But if you want a better version of what this game is kind of trying to do, just play the fucking Godfather game. Yeah, exactly. It is a much better version of what this game desperately wants to be. 100%. And I think one of the most offensive things about this game is that there's just no reason for it to exist. No. I don't think anyone was asking for this. Mm -mm. I don't think when it came out, anyone was like, oh, hell yeah. Finally. Finally. Oh, God. I can't wait for the Pulp Fiction game. <laughs> Get out of here. God damn it. Yeah. So with that in mind, I'm going to give this game two severed ears. Wow. Which is how many ears I'd rather sever than play this game again. Well done. Well done. Yeah, it's a stinker. It's bad. It's a big old turd. It's a turd. All right. Well, that was our thoughts on Reservoir Dogs. Thank you all so much for listening. More like Reservoir Dog shit. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on social media. You can pitch us games. You can tell us we're fucking idiots. If you're British and want to yell at us for making fun of your bean slop breakfast, yeah, enjoy. go right ahead. You can find us on Instagram at Discreet AirPod. You can find me at Funeral Casual Games. I'm at Ian Golding Games. So check us out on our, all of our socials, and we will see you next week. Bada boom, bada bing. Bada bing.